Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode number 31 of the Tickle Me Entertainment Podcast. Our sponsors are ACTV and the Blue Zone Comedy Tour. The guest tonight is Teresa and Doc Love. Give yourself a round of applause. They have an organization called the Misfit Missionaries, which we'll uh, get into later. Uh, so let's it's get actually, it. just to clarify, it's Holy Smoke. Okay. They, we, it's whole, the, the legal name is Holy Smoke Misfit Missionaries, but most people just say Holy Smoke Vegas. Holy Smoke Vegas. Yeah. Right on. So let's talk about it. Okay. Well, we take, actually, Isaac, we had met, and I was starting my comedy career, and I'm known as the stoner preacher. <laughs> I'm about a life's minister. I officiate weddings, standard stuff. Nice. Um, but I wear a black suit on stage and I'll walk out and I say, welcome to stage, Doc Love. And I'll say, if you want to get stoned tonight, say hallelujah. That is amazing. So that's the shtick. But at weddings? Well, <laughs> I've, I'll do different things at weddings depending on each person. But I'll do that that's on crazy. comedy stages too, you know. So I'll, basically I'll walk on a stage. I yeah. say, I'm not even a comedian. Yeah, yeah. I'm about a licensed minister and everybody gets a glaze. Like, what, what are you doing <laughs> up there? And then I, then I go into my shtick. I was raised in evangelical churches. Oh yeah, so um, I'm not, we're not a yeah we're not a, we're not a holy smoke is not about religion. No, we we don't believe in religion. I feel, I assume that. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but we do believe in the holy smoke. That's yeah. a great name. Yeah. So, and it's so I was Isaac, the founder of Tickle Me. Um, he we were brainstorming on ideas, and at that point. Teresa and I were working with the homeless on the side. Yeah. But yeah. one day I was jogging from Starbucks and had a little bit of cannabis and a little bit of buzz from Starbucks. And I, <laughs> we helped this homeless man near the 7-Eleven. And I stopped in a, on a job back and said, holy smoke. <laughs> <laughs> I just looked at him like, we'll say, what? I said, we're going to take, take our comedian friends. We're going to get the cannabis industry behind us. And we're going to work with the underground homeless beneath the Vegas Strip. We're going to cut homelessness in America dramatically. That's crazy. About that time, I had never, didn't know anybody in the cannabis industry, did not, <laughs> did not know. Well, we had never been in the tunnels for one thing at that point. How long ago was that? Three years ago. Three years ago. Yeah. Wow. And then, yeah, so we started, we started going down into the tunnels and a Originally, I took there was a professional who wrote a book called Beneath the Neon, Matthew O'Brien, Shine the Light. They've done a lot of good work. Mm -hmm. um, well, he moved out of state, to actually out of country. He moved for a teaching job out of country. So we started our own thing. I'd only been in the tunnels twice. So we went in this quarter mile long tunnel underneath the strip at night with a group of comedians. And we had this one woman we had met through at Isaac's old studio. Um, the diva from Detroit. She's a hilarious black comedian. So we're down with these comedians. And so did you, for those that don't know about Las Vegas and, uh, sorry, for those that don't know about like Las Vegas, the tunnels are so large that you could stick, you could put a dumpster truck through them. Um, some of them. Some of them. Most of them are that big. Most of them cars. You, yeah. yeah, they're about, most are six feet to eight feet high. They're about, uh, they're 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 wide. You can yeah. you could easily drive a normal size, maybe a normal size pickup through okay. it. So they're pretty they're pretty large. There's hundreds of elaborate the tunnels that run throughout. Hundreds of people live below, possibly up to a, 
thousand. And they have like, I heard there's like a barter economy down. Almost it, like it a, is. It is. It's very. It's it's fascinating. We consider them family and friends. We've yeah. also met some psychopaths down there. Yeah. Yeah. We see it all. But it's a fascinating to see because it's survival instincts. It's beyond what we're wow. used to. It's um, sur- it's a. Uh, there's a thousand people. You think there's a thousand? They, they say possibly up to. I don't think it's quite that high, but it's definitely we but, meet people all the time, and we only visit. We only we focus on the same tunnels. Right, we do. But with the current situation yeah. with people being evicted from their apartments and their homes. Oh, I know. We are going to definitely see a high rate of homeless. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, not coming within the next six months, I believe so. We're going to see. It. What's scary about the tunnels is, uh, I mean, I think Vegas probably gets what eight inches of rain. Six on average. Six yeah. six <laughs> inches of rain. <laughs> yeah. Eight, eight inches means a lot to some girls. <laughs> so six inches, I'm fine so, with. So yeah. You're so, still in the game. Yeah. We're still we're still good. So. Uh, but so I'm a firefighter and we got fire, firefighter buddies that work for county and mm-hmm. city and believe it or not, they have to do swift water rescue oh, well, yeah. out in the middle of the desert because when it does rain, the water comes into these tunnels mm-hmm. and it wipes, wipes these, the, the poor homeless people out. Yeah. And you know, for them, basically they have to get out of the heat, the elements, right? That's yeah. why it, and you'll see a lot of them going to ground in the summer. Yeah. Um, and even in the winter when it cools off because people don't realize it gets a little chilly here in vegas at night but yeah a lot of the tunnel i just mentioned in the beginning it's quarter mile long tunnel lady drowned in the tunnel right before we started our charity yeah it was back in 2016 so and yeah and the the people live in that tunnel it's right underneath the strip i won't give a location on that one um but yeah fire the fire department's been out there a few times to rescue them out of yeah it's yeah, it's, that's madness. So that's awesome that you're doing that. I mean, that's, you have to, I mean, when you leave after going down there, you have to have a heavy heart. We, we I mean, do. unless you guys do stand-up shows down there, which I think <laughs> would be genius. I'm, I'm, we listen, want. we want to do that. In fact, Roman, I will challenge you. We, we should do one. I know the perfect spot. It's beneath Caesar's Palace. It's this amazing area they call the gallery. And. Wait, the, the, under the tunnel? They actually named it? Well, this section, they call this the gallery because okay. a lot, most of the tunnels have a name. Um, <laughs> That's so, uh, for example, the reason this one's called the gallery, there's six tunnels. I won't tell where they start, but there's six tunnels that run to this gallery area underneath Caesar's Palace. And it's the most mind-blowing urban artwork. Every single wall has the most amazing it's artwork on the roof. many different And it's, um, it's a huge, underneath. six massive tunnels come to this area and open up inside it right underneath Caesars. So it's called the gallery. It's a mind-blowing place. I, um, we were brand new. We took my, uh, we met this guy they call Irish, who's a f- former Marine. Well, I didn't know that. First time I saw him, he's carrying a club and I said, what are you doing? Um, I told him, okay, I got your back. Well, Irish, <laughs> Irish, he's still out there. He's like a brother to us. He grew up homeless in the streets of Philadelphia. Wow. He joined the military. War didn't help him any. His son was shot to death. So oh my that's gosh. usually tragedy and trauma is the main yeah. reason people end up homeless yeah. in the long term. But so Irish was new. We were getting to know Irish and he'd take us into his gallery. But my mom was an advocate for the homeless when mm-hmm. I was a teenager. 
but I was too busy um, smoking Canvas. weed and watching MTV. <laughs> I want my yeah. MTV. My mom could. They actually played music videos. Yeah, <laughs> right. And so, when my mom passed away a few years before we started our charity, we had some of her ashes. I'm like, what do I want to do with them? My mom was yeah. never the type of woman you would spread them in the yeah. woods or lake, and it dawned on me in the tunnels. So Irish was with us. We were in the gallery spreading some of my mom's ashes, and so here's this tough homeless marine he says can i spread some of your mom's ashes so he spread some of my mom's ashes then does the crucifix and got down on his knees and did a prayer for my mom wow now, now i'm not a religious person but yeah. i got down on my knees yeah you have to <laughs> it's like i do believe in the not with going on religious i do believe in the teachings of jesus christ more from a philosophical mm -hmm. point of view if love thy neighbor is pretty yeah pretty simple right. <laughs> so yeah so irish is a long us brother and he's walked us right by some dangerous situations one time we were in the same tunnels and some dude was lighting a fire to smoke us out and banging on a bar what? on the wall and i'm like irish he doesn't want you and you're like, oh whatever we're walking through and we walked right by this guy just stared at us he looked like charles manson he totally <laughs> he totally looked like charles manson except you're in a dark tunnel with charles manson he, he did yeah he, that guy did kind of creep some of our volunteers but people don't realize <laughs> the good news is charles manson if you People don't really, most people don't know this. Charles Manson really didn't kill anybody, so we were safe. He had yeah, other people do it. True. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Uh... Yeah, that's. And you, listening to the the people's the, their stories must be never ending. Yeah. I Sorry. mean, just stuff Every, that everyone has a whole unique, um, tragic story. Yeah. Um, that we found out from just getting to know a lot of our friends down there. A lot of them have been basically um, foster kids, and that that was one of the statistics that we right found over out. fifty percent of the homeless, chronic homeless, were former foster children. Yeah, because we let them down as children. See, everybody okay. says everybody loves to play judgmental. Like, why don't they just get a job? You let them down when they were kids, so yeah, you, they, ain't, you ain't got the right to yeah. do that now. Like, Their starting is down here, where everybody yeah. else's is up here. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Tragedy and trauma is the yeah. number one reason for homelessness. Yeah. It's a, and you, but you mentioned heavy heart. It it does get extremely mm -hmm. hard because we're playing against the odds. Yeah, especially if you're dealing with addictions, we're playing with the odds. But schizophrenia, probably. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, she's yeah, really good with schizophrenia because she used to work with a. She specialized working with helping the Alzheimer's. Yeah, Alzheimer's. So dementia. she's so, used to you dealing know, a with lot of normal. bipolar schizophrenia. Where, yeah. where they react and they're violent and stuff. And the the key to being when people are aggressive or violent is to just stand your ground. Do not move forward. Do not move back. Yeah, you can't show any weakness. And just wow. listen to them. Yeah, just listen to them. Get them talking. I used to be an old cab driver. I drove cabs in Vegas for years. I dealt with plenty of drunks, <laughs> and that's that was the key. Yeah. To drunks, is I would, the more questions I ask them, the more I let them ramble on, the better things were. Yeah. So just get them to their place. Yeah, mm -hmm. just let them let pe people want to be. Everybody, the reason we have all these problems in the world is people just want to be feel like people care about them. Yeah. That's it. In any conversation, that's they want to know you, you care about them. Mm -hmm. So foster kids. What about disabled vets? I mean, oh, what, what proportion? That's I'd say about fifty percent. Well, I don't. With the, well, with the vets. Well, not disabled vets. Per, well, vets. In well, yeah. Vets well, I shouldn't say that. I should, you PTSD. PTSD. So yeah. So you're right. It's still disabled. Um, what were the statistics? It's huge. It's um, 
yeah, I, I don't want to misquote the statistics, but it's it's, it's big. Out, yeah, it's big. I want to say at least half, but wow, um, I think it might even be yeah, it was huge numbers. In fact, uh, our number one person we're focused on, we've learned to focus on because it it gets overwhelming. Like we we deal with a lot of people, so we try to focus on who we think we have a better chance of helping at this point. Um, there's a disabled vet named Wheels who lives underneath the well. He lives underneath the Hard Rock, and well, now they're remodeling it into the Virgin Hotel. Yeah. So if anybody knows Richard Branson, we need your help, Richard. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you don't. Besides help, help that, like my out. friend John says, you don't. Richard does. You don't. You gotta want to help these people down below. You don't so want he, people tracking mud out of. He their lives room. underneath what used to be the Hard Rock Hotel, yeah. which is not underneath in a tunnel. Yeah. Yeah. In a wheelchair, mm-hmm. in a flood zone. Jeez. He survived floods before. Wheels has been out there. Wheels has been homeless for quite some time now. I mean, he's he's hanging in there with a wheelchair his, with a flood with his puppy. His puppy's awesome. That is wild. And thanks to street dogs, we got the puppy spaded. So. so he just comes out in the day and he he, he goes out on the strip and get does makes, makes one of like those the flowers out of the palm leaves and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And he climbs palm trees to do that with no mm-hmm. use of his bottom legs no way. Seriously. are you kidding me to, to get to get the things yeah he's had to be rescued out of the trees people oh, yeah. <laughs> like, and the guy knows no limits I mean, that's, yeah no the guy that's... wheels wheels is a he's one of the leaders in the tunnel mm-hmm. and he doesn't use any violence he you know he's trained in where he was injured in so there's like a hierarchy too kind of oh there? yes like, oh yeah just like above ground you wow, got your leaders wild it's yeah it's um well if you notice if you've ever been any you seem like a enthusiastic leader type of person if you go in any group there's always a leader yeah and the the tunnels are no different people always say what are homeless people like they're exactly like us yeah and in other words some are really nice and some are just jerkwads yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. um it's but usually Wheels is Wheels leads from because he has the best heart in the I shouldn't say the best heart in the tunnel. There's really a lot of nice people down there. He has a lot of heart, and because he is a disabled vet, a lot of people do respect that. And he's he's the one that calms situations down yeah, usually. Yeah. And he he is trained to kill because he 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 was injured in you know uh, the Middle East. I want to say Fallujah, but so what what's his age and what's the average age of homeless down there? What'd you guys say? Um, let me see. Wheels has got to be thirties. Late 40? 30s, close to 40. Wow. But people tend to age quicker in the tunnel, yeah, so it's hard to tell elements. sometimes. And sometimes when you see, you think when they get out and heal, you'll see them like lose or gain five years back on their life just yeah, and they actually by, look, by gaining a little weight. Yeah, or by, make them look more youthful again. Yeah. Wow. I, but just, I would almost say anybody that's been homeless for a couple of years, I, they, they average, you would think they were 10 years older than they yeah. really are. So it's yeah. kind of hard to guess. Ages twenty. We see them. You don't see kids because they won't. They don't want kids down there. First of yeah. all, they they you know it's kind of like you know the yeah. guys in jail. They ain't gonna. Yeah. They they they're gonna they're not gonna allow kids in the tunnel. They know it's a flood zone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and plus there's some psychopaths down there. Yeah, and there are kidding. yeah. So even like guys like Wheels, they ain't gonna allow kids in the tunnels. Is there more men versus women down there? Would um, you say definitely. Yeah. Um, I men, wonder why men, that is. Well, <clears throat> okay, when it boils down to it, when men can handle a lot more 
or women I should put it I'll put it this way women won't put up with the hardcore roughness of yeah. it. Like men sometimes will live with yeah that women will, yeah a lot of women are like they just can't they want yeah. their shower every day yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely find but, a way to not be even nice. like you know being single you guys that have a bachelor pad and you know women's places are a little bit nicer oh yeah even in the tunnels there's this one couple that is about our age and they've been out there a long time they yeah. She Homeless met. couples too. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. no, they oh, yeah. they they are they <laughs> are. Me out let right me tell now. you, Steve, Steve and Cat are one of our best friends. Yeah, yes. like they have their issues, yeah. which I'm not going to go into. Yeah, yeah. Um, because they are our best friends, and yeah. I'm not. But they remind us of ourselves yes. if we had wow. if we had taken a different path. But her camp, she's a little OCD. Cat's mm-hmm. camp has pictures on the wall. Mm-hmm. There's curtains hanging nicely. It, it looks yeah, like, like I, mean, I, did, I shot a, we shoot an Instagram video at Holy Smoke Vegas mm-hmm. um, or Facebook, but, um, and I shot a video of their camp and it was so nice. I had to literally put tunnel camp because you, you could hear, you know, the glass jinging. It looked like a, it looked like somebody was having, it had kind of a table like this and it was glass and they were eating. And it looked the, like a little bit of a bistro kind bistro, of. Bistro, the curtains <laughs> were, lady in the, the curtains were tight. Yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. Inside, so it literally, so, but we usually will, so for example, the Hard Rock Tunnels, on one mm-hmm. side, the group is what they call legendary. Um, they're the leaders of the tunnel. They're not as crowded. Um, Wheels, one guy, he was a, assistant chef to celebrities like Gordon Ramsay and stuff. Um, he's the main leader of the tunnel. I don't want to even use his name. Yeah. Um, but um, he's a really smart guy. He's yeah. the main leader in the tunnel. He's a tough guy. He's People listen to him. Uh, this it, this one guy used to be road manager for Clash. And, you know, so guys, this is the tunnel that they'll, they'll admit Dixon's brought him down there but that's they're the leaders of the tunnel and they're not very crowded at the other end of the tunnel you think 100 percent addiction right no yeah. no but it's definitely high or or by the time you like one homeless woman said you know i know people that didn't come down here with addiction is once you get to this point they're like what the hell give me what you got so these disabled vets i wonder if they're because uh my buddies and i actually help uh disabled vets but we haven't even tackled the homeless mm-hmm. to help them get compensation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some of these guys, I think, can get compensated. And some of the compensation is up to $3,500 a month. Yeah, Wheels, apparently, Wheels says that he gets money and he gives it, he sends it back east to take care of his niece and nephew. I do. So, wow. And I don't really have any reason. And I'm a skeptical type person because I hear a lot of stories down there. Yeah, but yeah. Wheels, I've known Wheels for a few years now, and he's always a genuinely nice guy to everybody. So, um, yeah, he just, uh, he's, although, I mean, he's dealing with a lot of depression. We've seen yeah. for a long time he didn't come out of his tunnel until about six months ago, four months ago, somebody gave him a puppy, and the puppy's baby, he called it, ba- he called it his. Will's last name is Schumacher, so he calls his puppy a baby Schumacher, <laughs> or baby, baby monkey weirdo Schumacher. <laughs> so, it's a, yeah, baby monkey, what do you call it? baby monkey weirdo Schumacher, <laughs> puppy. That's great. Yeah. I actually, I would love to go down. Come on, I mean, dude, that that would be great, especially if we can kind of get 
the disabled because the really messed up disabled vets, it's impossible to get them to the VA. I'm ex-military yeah. as well. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, yeah, if we could get some of those guys off their feet, you yeah. know, at least uh, funding through the VA. Right. And sometimes, you know, they might help them out with the house, yeah. mm-hmm. and then, you know, I mean, that would be. And that's actually. To even, I, I'm like a big. We, we'd like to see a lot of tiny houses now. built yeah. for people. It's cost effective. I mean, I'm going to tell you our ultimate goal. If anybody's got power out there, on East Fremont Street, there's an abandoned area of motels. Mm-hmm. We we live in a micro unit downtown. We choose to live in a 200 square foot studio apartment. 200 square feet. It's mm-hmm. a it's a minimalist. Yes. Yeah, we love right it. Right on. We love yes. it, and it's a cool building. It's got a jacuzzi fire pit and grills and hammocks and um, we love it it's got balconies yeah. um, everything included but so we're big believers in that so but you take that east Fremont Street and you gut it on into micro unit apartments for low middle class people mm-hmm. but each other unit you turn into a hydroponic farming because that's our main focus with our charities to feed the homeless you turn it to hydroponic farming you close the street off put tables out and make it kind of hipster yeah and you give hay rides from top of fremont street down there you call it the las vegas farmers market district you got it 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 the the vegetables will fund itself so it's cost effective way but you do not put 100 homeless people in a 100 unit building what you do is you put low-income middle-class people to use those buildings, you put 10% into each building because the yeah. idea you have to change people's environment yeah. for them to change. So you for put sure. 10 per, you pull 10% back into each building, and that's our long-term goal. Right now, we've just been donated our first hydroponic, that's and awesome. we're, we're filing for grants for more hydroponics. But we've put that's our main focus is hydroponic far, farming. Our second focus is actually wheels to get him into. Yeah. A, we just did a TV show which I can't go into yeah. on network television coming up next year. And I asked one of the producers who she might know in television that does tiny housing. We'd like to team up with one of those oh, shows to get so to get wheels out. He's got a puppy. He's an American yeah. vet. So yeah. if anybody knows any tiny housing, yeah, no here's kidding. a disabled vet who everybody loves with a puppy. And he's always looking out for people yeah, in the tunnel. So he's already. That's why. And peop- and, and, yeah, we'll, We've he, seen him. Good. That reminds and me. He doesn't I, have much. Yeah, that reminds me. We get we had a gift card that we gave him for one of the local grocery stores, and I had no. I thought it was a grocery store close. Turns out it was about, I would say maybe four miles away. Mm-hmm. So Wheels went to get groceries in his wheelchair on a mission night. Wednesday nights our mission night, yeah. and we came. Wheels was just coming back, and he looked exhausted with his puppy. He was exhausted, and Wheels is a strong guy, but. I didn't because I found out the grocery store was four miles away. We would get him a closer groceries, but here's the. I mean, is it an electric wheelchair? No, no. it's a. Yeah, this guy. Yeah, he's oh, he, he, he's, I mean, he's like the second coming. So, yes, so, I mean, so so here's climbing palm trees. Yeah, <laughs> so, and he does not. It's almost like, like walking on water. Would you offer he help with him? Oh no, he. Yeah. He does not know. Yeah, he well. doesn't. He he's very independent. You feel yeah. like, hey, I hope you. I got it. I got it, but. So here's, but here when he came back, he had literally bought a bunch of ice cream, and he was making ice cream floats for our misfit missionaries. <laughs> so yeah, he had made yeah. I, he he was making ice cream for our crew as a thank you. 
So I mean, in, what's so bizarre is like you you got people with millions of dollars, mm-hmm. right? And this guy's giving. He doesn't have anything. Right. It gives everything. Yes. That's that's yes. wild. By the way, you just pointed out the thing I think that when I was in the tunnels, it got me the most. The first yeah. time I saw somebody that had very little and they yeah. were giving away what they had, like they had. When I say very little, not enough to even feed themselves, and they're sharing what they have. So I lived in Honduras for a year, and uh, these people didn't even have doors to their houses. Mm -hmm. And yet, they were so happy. Mm -hmm. Everybody was playing in the streets, and then you go to this house and eat a little. And and Honduras is like, outside of a war zone, I think it was like one of the most violent countries Mm -hmm. outside of a war zone. And they were so happy. And then I'd go back to the States, and I have friends that have tons of money. I went to a private Catholic school, Prozac, Zan- I'm sorry, Xanax, you know, like, and I'm like, what is happening? You guys have a huge house, college is paid for, cars, parents are buying their families, uh, their kids' homes, and they're stressed out and depressed and have anxiety. Yep. And I was like, these. We're missing something here in the United yeah. States. Well, we're and it goes back to wheels. Like he's, yeah. you know. We're, we're, we're working too much. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. We get too busy on top. Of, and also, the, it comes down to being, we have to be grateful for what we have. See, the Honduras people in the streets are playing. They, they have to yeah. be grateful. They're just grateful for, for what food. We have. Teresa and I, we, I've tried it. I've moved to LA. I've, I had an agent. I had a project pick from Lionsgate Television. I'm a writer, you know, mm-hmm. so I've been around production. Um, didn't quite make it, yeah. picked and it all fell apart, seemed like a disaster. Right now, we live in a 200 square foot studio apartment and we love our life. Our daily yeah, jog yes. is up Fremont Street yeah. and we I wouldn't change our life for nothing. And we will have, we holy smoke, our biggest goal is to cut homelessness by 70% in 10 years in, 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 in America and we'll make it happen. I mean, that's so, Nobel Peace Prize stuff. Right? I don't, I'm not worried about the Peace Prize. <laughs> Words don't mean absolutely anything. Yeah, but that's a phenomenal beat, you know? So it can, and it can happen when I was at, So do I, you think, do you think there's like, I have a buddy that went down to Columbia and he, he works on this farm. He's like a DMT, not doctor, but specialist, I guess. But he basically works just for food and housing. Mm-hmm. I wonder if you guys can get something like that you know, and when you guys uh, do your hydro, uh, that's that would be the goal for the yeah. ones that you know, if you run the Eventually. run your one apartment runs a farm, that is yeah. actually kind of in the concept. That's always yeah. been kind of our to, thing is um, a lot of a lot of the homeless. Um, you can't really. There's ha- there's some that will help themselves and get back into society, mm-hmm. and there's. The other half, who you've got to teach them mental illness. Yeah, yeah. mental illness. So you yeah. can't bring them back into yeah. society. That's the thing. Oh, some see. you cannot. But so they're probably happier. No, it's not even. No, they want to be in a clean place, just like right. everybody else. And it and it costs us a lot of money. We arrest the homeless constantly. It's a whole other story. So the we spend so much money on the homeless issue. Now the idea is to redirect it. Mm-hmm. And if you give somebody a place clean. They may not be able to work a normal job, but that mm-hmm. doesn't mean they can't run a hydroponic farm at right. their own time. Yeah. They're not, they're the type of people, there's angle. a lot of people that can't mentally do an eight hour job, but doesn't mean they can't take care of their little farm, you know, like, yeah. yeah so it's a, it's a, yeah, mental illness is the number one reason. Actually, the number one reason I have homeless is lack of love in America. Yeah. yeah. It, it really is because we gave, like I said, over half of them were foster kids. We didn't help them when they were kids. So 
So here's something else that I was, I noticed when I was overseas uh, in Central America was, I didn't actually see that much homeless. Like they were all poverty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you didn't, and I don't know if like maybe the officials didn't let them go to certain, you know, in the city to mm-hmm. you know bring down their economy, and right. I, I don't know the, but I didn't see a lot of homeless. Like, Depends and on the pe- neighborhoods. People too. are working. I think till they like till they die. Mm-hmm. Everybody works till they die. Like, because right. there's, no there's no social program. Right. It's yeah. either you work, and I mean, I think America was like that, what, Great Depression time mm-hmm. frame. Like, you work, and that's it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I don't, you know, it's just a bizarre, you know, uh, you know, thinking. I, I don't know. It's a good thing you We're, got out to see some, most Americans have never seen anything else. Yeah, most, I know. Many Americans, she's has family back in East Tennessee and some have never left their little town. Yeah. So they don't have the concept. They have this, we all have, I, I believe I lived in a cult when I was 10 years old. So, and I, I believe mean, your story just keeps getting, I believe, <laughs> I believe, and I believe, yeah. I believe everybody. Yeah. Each one of us live in a cult, whether we're Democrat, or re- sure. whether we're Democrat or Republican, we've chose our tribes. And, and sometimes it comes down to as simple as a team. Like, they will argue their point politically just because that's the team they've been on. That I've been a Raiders fan my whole life. I will stay a Raiders just fan my whole life. Just going to mention that tribalism, it it crosses almost everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, people have gotten killed in Dodger Stadium for a baseball game. Yeah. Right. People have been, you know, over in Oakland and football games. People have been stabbed and killed. Tribalism is is massive because is. we don't want because people are so insecure and we don't want to. If you're Democrat, you don't want to lose the power. And if you're Republican, you don't want to lose your power. Yeah. So we don't look at what our politicians really doing. We're looking no whether kidding. we're keeping our own power. Yeah. And that's a so so here's the thing, because I lived in a cult, I always questioned my beliefs constantly. Like my political Wait, what beliefs. What was that like? Like like cult cult. Well, it wasn't or, yeah, like, but it wasn't that bad because I was ten. I didn't realize it was a cult till later, you know, because <laughs> you're in a cult, you don't know it. No I was ten years old, my mom it started in in Florida, it was 1976, the bicentennial year, and and the preacher of our church had this very, like, very charismatic Cuban American, um, like, and he convinced the entire church that a tsunami was going to wipe out all of Florida. Everybody in this church sold everything except one dude. One dude in a full church did not go. He's like, you know, I was having fun in this church until now. Everybody else, we followed this lunatic in a caravan to Georgia, and we lived in a commune oh in Georgia. But as a kid, we were just being kids hanging yeah. out with the other kids. And it was it was in a state park where there was woods, so we didn't have the worst of it. But I fought, but ever since then, I've followed the people that left that cult afterwards. Yeah. I've seen where they've gone politically on the decisions who they married. And the same people that had made the wrong decisions in that cult, I've seen them making the same decisions on their own spouses. It's a, yeah. it's a mentality that they never learned from. So what do you decide? If you don't, mm-hmm. let me ask you, if you don't know... You, so you know, we, we all know we don't know everything. Yeah. You know you don't know everything. You don't want but you've to. argued, I'm sure we've all done it, you've argued Absolutely. the point to the end. But how do you know that wasn't the one that you did not know? But you've argued it like you knew, like you knew. Yeah. So the, we've come up with a simple philosophy. How do we know we're not stuck in our own beliefs? Yeah. It's very simple. Are we creating or are we destroying at this very moment? Yeah. If I'm bad-mouthing somebody... I'm destroying. If I'm helping somebody, I'm creating. So simple. Creating or destroying. Life or death. Yeah. 
And a lot of people don't know what they don't know. Right. right? You're, you're talking about we all kind of live in a cult. And then that's why when I, when I went over, I lived in Europe for two years, too. And they hated Americans. Mm-hmm. Like, we were not. And this is back George Bush era, mm-hmm. you know. And they, you couldn't say George Bush. You didn't want to talk about politics. Out of, and they all had this perception. And a lot of countries did was like, America, you know. I don't know why you guys are like the proudest, da da da. And then in the United States, you're like, oh, this is the best country or one of the best countries. And so it's it's weird to have like, and I was young at the age to have that perspective of, you know, growing up, you know, Cal- if you live in California, you know, growing up, oh, that's cool, California is a great place. Mm-hmm. Now it's kind of flipped its on its head. You're like, oh, you're from California. Like when you leave, okay. when you go to a different state, you're like, oh gosh, another Californian. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, California gets a, I still, I, I, I think California gets a bad rep because everybody, ta- and I'll tell you why. Yeah. It, everybody talks about how terrible it is. It is still the seventh largest economy in the United States of America. Yeah, but no, I'm sorry. Let me rephrase that. It's world. the seventh in the world yes. if it was its own country. It's in the world. Yeah. So, and it creates a lot of jobs, and it's got a mixed bag. It's got the best and the worst. That's what California's just too crowded. That's the biggest problem. So, I mean, with an economy that large, the why are the taxes so high? Right. The well, gasoline's high. Property oh, yeah. taxes oh, high. Because uh, everybody wants to live there. It's overcrowded. Now. State tax, yeah. Go to Kentucky. And I think it has the largest homeless population yeah, out of go to, any state. That's just, that's, that's because everybody, too, it's overcrowded. Yeah. Go to, go to, you can get low, you can definitely get cheap places to live in Kentucky. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, or, you know, so it's, yeah, I think it's just overcrowded. It's, and it, by the way, everybody blames the taxes, but it's not the, just the taxes. It, it's not just the taxes in California. The problem is that the, uh, it's the people. It's the people. The money people that are charging too much for rent. Yeah, they're, they're not. There's a lot of wealthy. Yeah, all the wealthy people. own California. Yeah. I mean, they, it's you have to be wealthy to own places, so they get all the money for it. Well, I grew up going to San Francisco a lot. I have family in the Bay Area. Grew up in Sacramento, and San Francisco, even from my dad, is completely different. But even when I was younger, it's completely different. Mm-hmm. It's like. Starbucks and cyber cafes, but yeah. all the little flower shops and you yeah. know, all the great things, you know, that if you're going to San Francisco, like it's not that hippie. I think they, they kind of moved over to Santa Cruz, but even Santa Cruz is getting crazy, but it's not that it's just a tech place now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like the culture I think is kind of lost in San yeah, Francisco. It's, and there's where I've noticed most left and right people when you sit down and talk, the problem is corporations yeah. and, and they're, and the, and if the left and the right would come together and and realize well, not in, to let the corporations both sides are in bed with everybody. Yeah, so it doesn't matter. I, and I'm talking just I'm not even talking about the government. Everybody loves to blame the government. The government is just reflection of us. Yeah, absolutely. We, we're responsible for this government. It's easy to yeah. blame them guys, but they're them guys been voted in by the people or not enough people voting. Yeah. So the the yeah the key is just just to. The people need to come together, and I know it sounds naive, but no, I, I, I usually you know, and and I, when I when I find I'm on a different political point of view, I've learned to just ask questions. Yeah, I want to. I I will just. No, there's <clears throat> there's a lot of, yeah, you're right. It does come back to us, but I mean, Congress and the Senate, like they they don't have. I don't think they have to pay Social Security into Social Security. Oh yeah, we and know. they get they get paid hundreds of thousand dollars. Oh, that needs after, to change, right? We, right, we agree there. After they. 
after they're out of office and they get free health care and all this other stuff, we got to change that. Well, that's up to the people. But we, we did we vote they're that not, in? They're not going to. Well, enough of us aren't. Enough, enough of us. Enough of us did not vote to start, and enough of us are not politically active. We're not even. I don't even like we're sure. politically active. We're not enough socially active. Yeah. Did you know only how many? What's the percentage of people that volunteer on a regular basis? It's uh, oh. it's like it's not, it's like twenty percent. Yeah, it's that volunteer on a regular basis. So if if let me tell you something, if eighty percent of Americans started volunteering on a regular basis. And I think yeah, it goes back a, to us working so hard instead we're, of being have a minimalist attitude. Yes, like, we're too busy making a living, we forget to make a life. Yeah, we've gone to a lot of uh, bad neighborhoods, and they have seventy, eighty thousand dollar cars parked in front of their house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And it blows my mind. Yeah. You it's know a, the min, the money spending, and that's called it's brainwashing. That's corporate. We, we for sure. The brain, we you watch a TV, and they have this Ford commercial or this Escalade commercial. And you don't think the, you think I like? You think my first choice was to live in two hundred square feet? No, I actually I <laughs> applaud that. Like, I, 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 I I love it actually. Because yeah. much at first, even we could we had a house, and we though we time it went from a big house downsizing a little to apartments in town, but. It's so simple. Yeah, it, less I mean, is it, more. Yeah, it it it, it gives us it, more it time to time, do more time to create the life really... we want to create. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and you can poop and cook at the same time. Yeah, <laughs> we. That's hilarious. Yeah, do one of you guys have to leave the house and somebody? Uh, yeah. No, you, you get used to that. <laughs> well, that's love. That's thirty-five yeah, that's years 35 of marriage. Thirty-five years of yes. <laughs> Although my neighbor. They yeah. get they live together and him and his girlfriend and they, they don't quite have that same love. Somehow yeah. they're doing it too. I know. <laughs> That's hilarious. I know people that are million dollar houses and they're miserable. Oh yeah. They're they're putting in 60, 70 hours a week. Mm-hmm. Like that's not living, right? Yeah. If you have the time, you know, time is everything at the at the end yeah. of the day, you know, and you know, you guys have kids. Yeah. You know, and we have grandkids. Yeah, grandkids. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's really what kids remember. Yeah. Like you know, that's really what to have to spend time with them. Not, right. they, don't, they don't care what kind of car you have. Yeah, they don't care. They don't care about any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, we were we've always been a semi minimalist. I mean, we had a three bedroom typical home when our daughters were teenagers. But we also came to Vegas. When we first came to Vegas, we were really poor. So I think that's kind of where it started. No, no money in the beginning. Yeah. We drove. Yeah. Her dad had just passed away. Yeah, and. We had, I had a vending business in Florida and lost everything, lost the house, our first house, and ended up living back at my mom's with our two daughters. Mm-hmm. And we ended up buying a 15-foot camper and putting it behind a Toyota Corolla, four-cylinder Toyota what? Corolla. And, and How did that pull that? Well, I checked before <laughs> we, before How we even turn with that. Very by slowly. the way, by the way, <laughs> by the way, before I did that, I read the weight capacity in it and the pulling capacity and it matched. Yes, it did match and I tested it on a highway. Yes, it did match, but you didn't go up hills. I forgot to We're from Florida. Everything's oh, yeah, okay. yeah, good. everything's flat. So, when we got to the West Coast and start hitting the mountains, yeah. this tour like I think I can. I think I can. Yes. I think I can. I mean, we were Everyone going so slow. Mopeds were blown by us in that thing. So, we pulled down straight down Fremont Street, we came up over Fremont Street, used to be able to drive down it back in the 90s, yeah. and had our kids pe- staring out the window, like, wow, oh, 
Yeah. This is we had never been to Vegas on top of that. Oh yeah. Yeah, we had never been so here. We all moved the our whole family and here. And like, glam, yeah. And and it's kind of crazy. We were walking down Fremont Street, our neighborhood, the other day, and her nickname, people call her the Vegas Mother Teresa. Mm -hmm. And I said, could you imagine when we drove our family in this little camper back then, you'd be the Vegas Mother Teresa. And our daily jog is literally to the top of Fremont Street and back. Right, see, that's we, awesome. That, I have a lot of ADHD. And you, 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 oh, yeah. <laughs> so I end up on Fremont you. Street. And then Fremont, you could just walk down there and see crazy stuff everything oh yeah everything. Everything. which makes it inter life entertaining <laughs> even it does you it know does, actually lately we've been jogging we took dwayne johnson philosophy mm -hmm. he said you want to get rock yeah. you want to get stuff done in life you get up at 4 a.m you'll have your you'll have and it by the way if you want to change your life yeah get up at 4 a.m your life will be 100 you will it'll be the i've heard i've tried i used to be fat and lazy cab driver and I, i'm not going to all the I've listened. I'm a big into motivational books and tapes yeah. and stuff, and I know they work because um, when I was a cab driver, I went from that to getting. I fought the cab owners in the like 17 years ago to put cameras in the cabs. A big political battle. That was the first thing I ever did advocacy. The and, cab union is like one of the strongest in the nation. Yeah. So we. It was. Be, my boss was an attorney owned a bank and said cameras would never go in these taxi cabs. Yeah. I took on this system as a cab driver. Wow. And that was the first thing I advocated for. And I thought, what am I going to do? I'm going to get fired. The only reason I did not get fired is because yeah. my boss was an attorney and he knew I'm fighting for safety. Yeah. And it's, a, it's an area he didn't even want to touch. But a year and a half later, a lot of political battles dealing even with the local congresswoman at the time. It was mandated in all Las Vegas cabs. Drive. Uh, first year they were in, CNN reported they were crime dropped 70%. Wow. Percent, but it's a... So I'm a big believer in just one step at a time, because I had no idea yeah. what I was doing then. No kidding. And and ignorance is bliss sometimes. Yeah, you, know, no, you just it, throw yourself to in the deep end and yeah, then look and that, at. That's what you got to do. Yeah. So, but that was the first thing I ever advocated for, and then I went to Hollywood to become a screenwriter and yeah. came close. Got some. That's awesome. My mentor, her name's Anna Forrester. She directs Criminal Minds and Jessica Jones and. She did the special effects. Her first job in America, she says, first time I met her, very, talk about humble. Yeah. This is a woman who's got a resume. Her her video resume is like a Hollywood history, you know, because, so I met her in this Starbucks. We were working on this film. I was lead writer on, and she, I said, so how'd you end up in America? She well, Roland Emmerich flew me in from Germany to direct this, to just direct the special effects portion of his new film, uh, Independence Day. <laughs> no way. Yeah, yeah, and it and it was pretty successful. <laughs> <laughs> so I stayed. Yeah. But to see her humbleness, who and that's the, the the real pros. Yeah. You don't you, talk about you, it. You, you'll see their humbleness. Yeah, yeah. They don't brag. I mean, it's the difference between the rich and the wealthy. You know, yeah. a lot of wealthy people actually. What does Warren Buffett drive? Doesn't he just drive like a... Yeah, Warren, I love Warren Buffett. Like a, I love he his drives a Ford Tour, yeah. like some crazy small-time car. Yeah. And then the people that flaunt their, you know, their money really don't. You know, yeah. They're either paycheck to paycheck, credit card, and, mm -hmm. you know, nice nice vehicles. But yeah. the real wealthy does, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, it's... No, and she's... I, lo I love people like that. I'm, and I've been trying to, you know, we talk about ego... Yeah, I think, in fact, at the end of every stand-up or every, I, I, I do some motivational speaking. At the end, I'll, 
I'll end up getting on people's chanting. I get the whole crowd up to chant F the ego. A positive comedian? Is that, is that what's going on here? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's a first for me. So yeah. it's... Because you be got to be a little cynical. Well... Right? Yeah. Well... Or observationist, maybe? Yeah, I, I'm an observationist. Oh, yeah. I, mean, okay. I mean, I'll... I mean, because I'm... May, I'm a positive comedian, but I also deal with the realities of what we deal with. So yeah. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a realist, too. Like, I'm, a, I'm an optimist, but I also know you can't stand, as uh, I think it was Tony Robbins says, hey, I'm optimistic, but I'm not going to, you know, you don't yeah. stand in your garden and say there's no weed in my gardens. Yeah. They'll eat your garden alive. Yeah, no you gotta, You got to slowly so, chip away. At it. Yeah, it, probably, yeah. it probably takes years. It's not just like a quick fix thing right like no. that and that's i think what social media does too is you look at somebody on social media and they're all in shape and great and somebody gets motivated for a couple of weeks You're like i want to look like him or her and you know it takes it's years yes you know there's a picture of Lifetime, like actually. have you guys seen that iceberg it just shows the tip of an iceberg and then down below yeah. is a massive you know piece of ice right. and, mm -hmm. you know it shows your success up top yeah. this little piece of ice and then below it it's like Hard work, preservation, yeah. late nights, you know, like that's what it takes. Well, the real world just sees that. Yes. And going back to social right. media, I think that's what people just see. Oh, you're 100% right. It's taken like our Instagram's 400 away from 10K right now. And we spent like what? Almost we spent three every years single day on that. Yeah. that. yeah, just yeah, plugging yes. away, you know, a little bit of time with no yeah. money, you know, we have yeah, no money sure. to put. It's easy. Most of the stuff that goes viral on YouTube people put paid promotion to get it rolling. Oh yeah. yeah but when you're doing one-on-one, -on -one, so yeah, it's it's just a little, and we're, and sometimes you feel like nothing's happening, nothing with our yeah. social media, nothing's happening, but this TV show that called from LA, yeah. which I can't go into, had found us on social media, you know, yeah. and then next thing you know, that turned into an epic piece that will be airing next week with for at least a million people. That so awesome. you, you don't know when you feel like, yeah. every day we're just doing, she does a little and I do yeah. a little, just a little bit, Every every, day, every single yeah. and you have to. day, and our charities now getting to the point where people are. We never really focused on fundraisers the first few years mm -hmm. because I believe we had to develop what we do yeah. to show people what we do. But recently, I started going through the list, just thanking people and the people already offering stuff, like just following up. So we're going to have a big fundraiser come this holiday. Um, but we've spent three years with. We might have spent a or shared a couple crowdfunding but we barely even pushed that now we're going through one yeah. person at a time it's also a lot of it's new like even for me I'm not you know I when it comes to social media I'm not savvy mm -hmm. you know so for your guys and your guys generation to actually be so involved in that is, it's amazing to reach out to so many people mm -hmm. and it's not like back in the day Stand outside of the co-op shop. I'm like, oh, here, here's a flyer. Yeah. You know, yeah. like it's so instant. It's like it, it's definitely, it's definitely beneficial yeah. to to be able on the social media platform. And like you said, I've been studying it. We're gonna release it. We shot a digital series for the tunnels, and it's pretty awesome. It's gonna, yeah, we're I'm gonna excited. we're gonna air that. We're not, we're we're not gonna air that until uh, January first because I'm setting up now the YouTube platform. I had we've had a YouTube page for. Maybe two years we've we've never done anything with, um, so now we're yeah. we've got a good digital series and we're gonna that's our goal to get that going and it's it's fun comedians yeah comedians cannabis and tunnel people what could possibly go wrong I want to do a stand up show down there 
We let's let's <laughs> do, let's let's definitely do one in the gallery. Yeah, I'm in. Yeah, but we gotta we gotta end it. So how about this? How about you tell everybody watching uh, your links, where they can find you, the Instagram. Uh, yeah, just go over a quick summary of what you guys are doing because I love it. I think that's amazing. So. We're Holy Smoke Misfit Missionaries, but to remember it easier, hashtag Holy Smoke Vegas. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on Facebook and soon YouTube. So in fact, go subscribe now. There's nothing on our YouTube channel, but Holy Smoke Vegas YouTube. Um, and it's gonna be a fun digital yeah. series. And then you'll see us on network television in March. March or April, it's gonna be an epic show we can't go into it because they will kill us yeah, um, yeah. They'll, they'll sue us for the money we don't have <laughs> yeah. you get 200 so, square feet but it, but there was an amazing there was the most we had the most amazing nine day shoot in the tunnels with this group that's going to be airing next year that's going to definitely go from that struggling day to day that wow. it's it what happened in the nine days couldn't even i'm a storyteller mm -hmm. and the director came in with one vision in mind yeah in the real world put something on another vision yeah. which stressed us all out yeah for sure mm -hmm. and it could not have been more interesting from a yeah. story point of view how it unfolded well i'm excited so but well, thank you guys oh, thank you yes, i appreciate you. it and uh and, i'm liking commenting and subscribing to all your stuff because i'm i'm i love it and then maybe we could get together some point and then help out the va vets down there because yeah. they have be some awesome. connections yes. and even, I'm all, I'm, i like your idea of We've talked about doing comedy yeah. shows down below, but we never quite did it because people do ask that all the time. Do you do comedy? What, what do you, when I mention what we do, oh, you do comedy shows in the tunnels? I say no. It's but, genius. But no, we, I've thought about it, but that's not what we do. I don't do. know if you could run a generator for lighting, but we kill can, everybody. We can, um, we, can, <laughs> we, can make, we can, you don't really need generator for lighting. We, we can use LED portable lights. That's what yeah, we, there we've we done go. a lot we of these shows. We have a lot of lighting. And yeah, stuff we, like that. yeah, you can. Well, thank you guys for coming. Yes, I appreciate you. it. Thanks well, for having cool. us. Appreciate, yes. appreciate it and say hello to Isaac. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thank you.